So I want to talk just quickly about uh, walking in the Spirit. Andrew was meant to preach this week, but he's preaching next week, so let's give a cheer. Have your expect, talking about expectation, raise it high. <laughs> it's going to be good. He came and preached me a little sermonette this week at my house, and it's power, and I almost stole it for this week, and then... <laughs> But we're in a change of season. We know that in Dubai, who uh, last week someone gave me a lift home and on the, the degrees on their car was 56 degrees. I didn't even know car temperatures went to that high. Anyway, we know that it was probably the sun baking down. As we started to drive away, it was still 50. I was sweating in the car. We're in a change of season. D uh, summer is officially upon us. There's uh, those who are ending school. Those are, my kids are starting a little preschool next in two months' time. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, there's been losses. There's been gains. There's been things that have happened over the season. So I really just wanted to take a moment and just say, can we just have a pause? And uh, in the Psalms, there's always this moment where they're like exalting God and lifting Him up. And, and there's just these powerful moments that start to happen. And then they just say, say la. And uh, it's just, we, no one really knows what it means, but we believe that it is a musical pause. So often in church, I know as a church leader, we can just keep go, 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 next program, next thing we're doing, uh, when we're going to finish the book of Mark, we're going to do business stuff, we're going to, and all of that, there's seasons for that. But I really just want to take a little moment this morning, and even if you're online, just to take a deep breath, into, straight back into your mask, and you can smell your own breath there. <laughs> But um, with September, it comes new life. And I want to just talk just a little bit about walking with the Spirit. So now we could talk about the gifts of the Spirit. We could talk about how He gives all of us gifts to build the, the body of Christ. He gives us serving. He gives us these miraculous gifts that, people, that, that God gives us, which we want to see manifest in all of our meetings. And, and we see... Uh, whatever it is, tongues, prophecy, and we've seen all of these things moving. But I want to just talk about just hanging out with the gift giver, hanging out with the Holy Spirit himself. If we even think of it, sometimes it's a reminder to me, I was praying on the way here, just praying in tongues, which is a gift from our Father. And I just started to think through how the Holy Spirit is, 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 it's, he, is he is God. He's not someone that I could try switch on, switch off like a tap or kind of wave a magic wand. We just pray by, his, by God's grace that He wants to visit us, that He wants to come and fill our hearts again, that, he wants to, that His presence to come and engulf us. So I want to talk just about walking with the Spirit. So every meeting I get, uh, we generally like, oh, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? And sometimes there'll be healing. Sometimes it'll be uh, this prophecy. Sometimes it'll be just, we just need to kind of raise a shout. So I believe the Holy Spirit's doing a whole bunch of things this morning. But I just want to, what it means for us as followers of Jesus to walk with the Spirit. The Father left the Son. The Son left the Spirit. We're going to, I'm going to talk a little, just theologically a little bit around that now. But it's more than theology, which is an understanding of God. But it's, it's something that affects our hearts and our lives. And I don't know about you, but in the busyness of life, we can forget that the Holy Spirit is with us. Wow, if you've got three kids, if you've got one kid, if you've got a kid on the way, you can forget that the Holy Spirit is with us. And He is wanting to guide us and lead us like Jesus was led and guided by the Holy Spirit. But so often, we're so overtaken by so many different things 
that we forget that he's there. And I want this morning to just, it's such a simple message what I'm going to be sharing, but what it means to walk with him. So it's the closeness of the spirits. I'm, I remember my first encounter with the Holy Spirit properly. I was, uh, obviously the Spirit was with me at a young age. I knew that. I knew that he was leading me to salvation. I, I, you kind of look back on your life. You're like, wow, the Holy Spirit is working way in my life, even before I recognized who he was and what he was doing. And um, I remember my mom coming back from a Toronto blessing meeting. It was, who knows about this? So I grew up in a Baptist home, but my mom was a charismatic Baptist. And uh, she's a kind of a strange mix. And um, so I remember saying to the car, boy, we're going to pray for the gift of the Spirit. I'm like, what is this? I'm eight years old. I don't even know who Jesus is. Mom's like sh- sh- shaking in the car. And I was like, okay, that's fun. I, like, I trust my mom. So, but nothing, I just remember looking at her like a bit strange. And um, she's always been a bit of a hippie. And, um, <laughs> and then years later, I was at a, at a youth conference in Durban, South Africa, and guy by the name Michael Labachi got up and he just started to say, I'm gonna, we're going to learn how to speak in tongues. And he just started and, and I was given the gift of tongues in that moment. And uh, it was like a transforming moment. And then I, I kind of wandered away from Jesus, like I'd say quite intentionally. And I came back to him and then my, my last year of school, I was following Jesus and got into a great church. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we're actually here is that just how the Holy Spirit led us, led me got baptized in that church, but I remember being on sound the one day, as the sound guy at the back, and I was just filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and I started to weep, I started to encounter the Father's love as we learned about last week, and something shifted, something changed from that moment that it's never been the same. Now, there's been dry seasons, and honestly, like sometimes you go through moments like, God, are you even there? But He is. The Holy Spirit is with us. So uh, this is what it says in John 14. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I'll ask the Father and he'll give you an advocate. Now the word advocate is intercessor, consoler, comforter, can be even described as someone who walks alongside you. It says they will help you forever. Can we say forever? The Holy Spirit will help you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. This is Jesus talking to his disciples, the pre-resurrected Christ that Jesus had not died and resurrected. He says there's a coming a moment where the Spirit is going to be poured out in Acts 1.8 and Acts 2 where the, the power of God is going to come upon you and you're going, to, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria. The Spirit of God is going to be in you and it's going to fill you in every single way. That is Jesus himself. Jesus says, I'm going to read now, it's better that I go because I'm going to leave the Spirit, which is one just like me, to walk alongside you. The omnipotence, the omnipresence, the omniscience of God, that He is always around us, always with us, and it's by the Holy Spirit. If we look at how God works, it's by His Holy Spirit that He's working in the world today. Through believers, through people who are far from God. 14 verse 25, John 14, 25. All this I've spoken while still with you, But the advocate, there's the word again, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach teach you all things and remind you of everything that I've said to you. We cannot understand this word without the Holy Spirit. And I listened to a sermon this week and this guy was talking about how David uh, kind of went to to, to the brook, picked up five, five smooth stones to go and kill Goliath. 
Now the stones by themselves were, 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 were weapons. You can almost look at that as the word of God. But he says, but then once they were washed in the word of God, they carried power. We understand the, the word of God through the Holy Spirit. John 16, it says, but very truly I tell you, it is good for the, it is good, sorry, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, I love how Jesus, this is Jesus' word for the Holy Spirit is the advocate, the counselor, the one who walks alongside you. says, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I'll send him to you. When he comes, he'll prove the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because the prince of this world already stands condemned. So the Spirit reminds us of Jesus, reminds us of that we need Him because of our sin, but also reminds us that the enemy has been defeated. Verse 12, it says, I have much more to say to you that you, can, that you cannot bear. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on His own. He will speak uh, only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is not from me that He will receive what He will make known to you. Verse 15. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is what I've said. That is why I said the Spirit, uh, the Spirit will receive from me what He will make known to you. The Spirit fills us, empowers us, convicts us, leads us. And I want to just quickly talk, we're just around leading of the Spirit. Now, one of the ways Jesus describes the Spirit in John 3 verse 8, it says, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound and you cannot tell where it comes or from where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. And my heart as a pastor is that we do not get stuck in programs. We do not get stuck in churchianity or, or uh, Christianese and all of these things. But actually, we, we, we fall in love with Jesus and we're guided by His presence and we're guided by His Spirit. That is how God led the people of Israel out of captivity. And it's, it's how He's still leading us today. We need to learn how to, to pick up what the, what the wind is doing, what the Spirit is saying, what He's doing. In Revelation 3.22, it says, He is an, he has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And that same that he, he has an ear, let him hear, is the same thing that Jesus says in His parables. It's those who, who lean in and listen with expectation, again, with expectation that God is going to speak, that God is going to say something. That God is going to say something that's going to shift my heart. God has specific things for us as a community. And I think in this world, as things are shifting so rapidly, and things are changing, and it's a change of season for, for some people, that I, we, need to, we need to stick close to the Spirit. We need to understand. We need, the, the, the Word says that the sheep know the shepherd's voice. We need to learn how to tap into the, understand what it means to listen to our Father in heaven. Romans 8, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Romans 8 again, 27, it says, And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we all know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. Now we like to quote that verse, but the previous verse is that, the, the, the Spirit is interceding for us. The Spirit leads us into the purposes and the will of God. And if we just lean into Him, and that's part of what we want to sing this morning. So maybe the band can come up and start getting ready behind me. It's just creating space at this, 
And has school ended or is it ending next week? Next week. So it's kind of this kind of in and out season where it's going to be the summer period. And as a pastor, I just felt to really just kind of say, okay, what is, some of you may be going to different countries, maybe going on holiday for a couple of weeks, whatever. Some of you may be saying, but let's just lean into the spirit and listen to what he's saying for us so we can kind of guide the season well. Galatians 5 says, but I say walk by the Spirit. Ezekiel 47, I don't want to end on this. Ezekiel 47, 3, it says, As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits, then he led me through the water that was ankle deep. This is water that's coming from the temple, from the heart of God, from Jesus. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through the water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through the water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough for to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on the side of the river. He said, the water flows towards the eastern region and goes down to the Arab, where, where it is the Dead Sea. When it empties into the Dead Sea, the salt water becomes fresh. But swarms of living creatures, sorry, swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because the water flows and makes the salt water fresh so that the river flows and everything will live. And I just, I was reading that scripture and I've read it kind of so many times and probably even talked about it at City Lights, but God wants to take us by the hand this morning. And what is the ultimate plan of God? It's fruitfulness. And you'll read at the end there, it says, the leaves of the tree of the healing of the nations. And I, I, I just, I had the kind of this thing stirring in my heart because I really just wanted to kind of create space just for, for worship and for us to encounter the Holy Spirit. But can I ask you to just stand to your feet? And I really believe that the Father is, is like this man that is wanting to lead us into the river which represents the Holy Spirit deeper and deeper and deeper. And some of you have gone through incredibly painful moments over this past season of your life. And God wants to bring healing. He wants to bring, let the river of God flow. Some of you have come this morning, you're trusting for healing. He wants the river of God to flow. Some of you have arrived just trusting God for breakthrough, man. My business, I'm about to start selling God. I need your hand to rest upon this. God wants to bring his presence into every single part. The amazing thing there, it does, it's not just, just for church. It's for the healing of nations. It's for, it's, for, it's for lives changed. It's for businesses that are flourishing. It says that the fishermen were able to kind of start casting their nets because there was just life that went into this dead sea. Who's been to the dead sea? So salty, floating, it was, uh, it's actually painful if you've got cuts and all this kind of thing. And I, just that picture, and I don't know if that's going to be the new Jerusalem. I don't know if it's just picture language of Jesus who came to earth and it's just his, his love and his presence that is, is flooding over us. I'm not 100% sure. We're, we're, it could be either of those. It could be both of those. But the point is that God wants to bring his life into salty areas. Those areas that have been dead. Someone called out this morning, I think it was you, Blessing, that you said that if, if those who are barren, those who are trusting for children, we need, to, we need to step into the river. 
God wants to bring life and He wants to bring abundance. Those who are in and around, um, and I honestly don't often do this because it's, uh, you can kind of give false hope to people, but I really believe that God wants to bring financial breakthrough into certain people's lives. And I don't often say that, you guys know me, but I do believe that he wants, that there's, that there's been a blocking, that there's been kind of a death and a saltiness. And, uh, and I really believe that as you, as you press into the presence of God, because God wants you not to, to, for you to hoard, but he actually wants you to be a river. He wants you to just open your hands. So, so I, I do believe that. If that is you, if it's any of those things I mentioned, can we just close our eyes, raise our hands, and just, just press into our Father in heaven? And for some of you, it may just be like, man, I need something more. Business is okay. Work is okay. My family's okay. But God, there's more. There's more life that you want to pour into me. Can we just stand and say, God, I'm open. I lift the lid, so to speak. I, I take off the, the, the blinkers. I, I take off all these things, God, and know that, you, Jesus, you can come in and fill everything in every way. If you think about a river... It finds its way in. We worship you this morning, Jesus. Thank you, Father.